Hello, this is David Wilcoxon, and this is part two of three videos about the Daniel 9, Daniel 12, and Olivet Discourse connection. In the first video, I set up the narrative of what took place during Messiah's ministry, which led to the Jews delivering him up to be killed in an attempt to preserve their nation. Daniel 9.26 points to the Jews causing Jerusalem and the temple to be destroyed as punishment for rejecting their promised Messiah up to be cut off, killed by the violent death of crucifixion. Messiah rebuked the Jewish leaders and proclaimed that judgment was coming upon them in that generation. Then he proclaimed that their temple would be destroyed and gave the narrative of things that would occur before the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD, when Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation were desolated. And I fully explain these prophecies in the Olivet Discourse Decoded video series. In this video, I'll show how Daniel 9, the time of trouble in Daniel 12, the time of great tribulation in Matthew 24 and the time of vengeance in Luke 21 all point to the calamity of the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. After Messiah declared that the temple would be destroyed, Messiah's disciples asked him, saying, Master, when shall these things be, and what sign will there be when these things shall come to pass? The primary sign that the desolation of Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation was close at hand was the abomination of desolation. Matthew 24, 15 says, When ye therefore shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, stand in the holy place. Whoso readeth, let him understand. Then let them which be in Judea flee into the mountains. The Gospel of Matthew was primarily written to Jews who understood the reference to the abomination of desolation, to Grecian leader Antiochus Epiphanes who in the 2nd century BC brought his army against Jerusalem to take it captive. Daniel 8 points to him as the little horn, who took control of the temple for 2300 days. That ended when the Maccabeans fought against the Grecians, took back control of the temple, and cleansed it. This is what Hanukkah, the Feast of Lights, commemorates. So every Jew would know this story. The Gospel of Luke was primarily written for Gentiles, who wouldn't understand the reference, so Dr. Luke gave the definition. Luke 21, 20 says, And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter thereinto. So there's no need to speculate that it's about the Antichrist desecrating the temple in the end times, as Luke tells us exactly what it was, an army surrounding Jerusalem. The sign of the abomination of desolation took place in November 66 AD when Cestius and his army were sent to quell the Jewish rebellion. They broke through the two outer walls of the city and were at the precipice of capturing the inner city where the temple was located. Some Jewish leaders tried to open the gates to surrender to Cestius, but the Jewish rebels killed them. If Cestius had persisted, he could have taken the temple and city captive, but that would have preserved them and judgment was determined against them. In a bizarre turn of events, Cestius and his army left Jerusalem for no reason. It would seem that the Heavenly Father caused it so that judgment would come upon the rebellious Jewish nation. The Jewish rebels thought that the Father did it to protect them, so they chased after the army of Cestius. The Jews who believed in Messiah understood that the sign of the abomination of desolation had occurred. The danger to them was not just the Roman army, but the Jewish rebels. So they took the opportunity of when the Jewish rebels were out of the city to escape to the mountains of Pella as Messiah told them. 
the Decapolis region northeast of Jerusalem was a Roman province, so it was a place of protection for the Jewish believers as the Roman armies didn't attack there. At this point, we can place a marker on the timeline as the abomination of desolation occurred in November 66 AD, which led to the Jewish believers escaping to the mountains of Pella for protection during the three and a half years of the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. The latter part of Daniel 12.7 points to the three and a half years of the time of trouble for the Jewish nation. It shall be for a time, times, and a half. And when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people, all these things shall be fulfilled. By the time the war was over in 70 AD, the Jewish leadership system, called the holy people, was destroyed. Daniel 12, 11-12 says, And from the time that the daily sacrifice shall be taken away, and the abomination that makes desolate set up, there shall be 1,290 days. Blessed is he that waits and comes to the 1,305 and 30 days. This tells us that the interval between when the abomination of desolation occurred and when the daily sacrifice was taken away is 1,290 days, and that the desolation would be fulfilled in 1,335 days total. People protest and say that the text declares that the abomination of desolation occurs after the temple sacrifices are stopped, but it's simply giving us the time between the two events. If I tell you that there's 365 days from the end of the year to the start, does the order in which the events are listed matter? No. History shows us that the abomination of desolation took place first, so we are to understand that there are 1290 days until the temple sacrifices are stopped. The first approach of the Roman armies under Cestius, the abomination of desolation, is described by Josephus. 1,290 days later, the Roman army breached the walls of Jerusalem and the daily sacrifice was taken away. We can see the match between what the angel told Daniel and Messiah's declaration about enduring until the end of the Jews' time of tribulation during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. Daniel 12.12 says, Blessed is he that waits and comes to the thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. Matthew 24.13 says, But he that shall endure until the end, the same shall be saved. That those days were shortened by some divine interference is indicated by the abrupt and unexpected manner in which the last stronghold of Jewish rebel leaders, who were entrenched in the upper part of Jerusalem, suddenly surrendered. We can see how the prophecy in Daniel 12 is directly related to Messiah's Olivet Discourse, that during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD, the Jews suffered great tribulation, primarily at their own hands during the civil wars. With the understanding that the starting point of the three and a half years, let's circle back to when the abomination of desolation took place in November 66 AD. When Cestius and his army left Jerusalem, the Jewish rebels chased after them, killed many soldiers, and stole some of their military weapons. This incited the ire of Emperor Nero, who responded by sending three strong divisions of the Roman army to Judea. The Roman army started in outlying areas along the coast and then in Galilee, killing thousands of Jews. This caused the Jewish rebels in those areas to flee to the stronghold of Jerusalem for protection. This created a cesspool of different factions who battled against each other and the Jewish people, including the priest. The Romans built a trench around Jerusalem to keep the Jews in the city, which fulfilled Messiah's declaration in Luke 19, 42-44, saying, If thou had known... Even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the day shall come upon thee, that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, 
and compass thee around, and keep thee in on every side. Inside the city, the Sicarii rebels would hide daggers under their robes, slit the throats of Jewish leaders and priests, and then blend back into the crowd. The zealot rebels killed anyone who tried to surrender to the Romans. They killed priests in the temple. Blood flowed down the steps. Since dead people were normally buried outside the city on the Mount of Olives, they stacked bodies up in heaps around the city, or threw them over the city walls into the valleys surrounding Jerusalem. The Jewish rebels destroyed food storage depots to try to get the Jews to fight against the Romans, which led to starvation. The Jews fought each other for food, even snatching it from children's hands. Jews who searched for food outside the city walls were captured, tortured, and crucified. Some days as many as 500 Jews were crucified, so the Romans put multiple bodies on trees and crosses. The lament of these Jews, which lasted for days, must have been horrifying, and wild animals and birds fed on the flesh of dead bodies as they were not taken down. When some Jews got outside the city walls, they were found recapturing gold coins that they had swallowed. When the soldiers discovered this, they started eviscerating Jews to look for gold coins in their bowels. To summarize, the Jewish rebels caused a civil war inside the city walls, which resulted in hundreds of thousands of Jews dying from famine, pestilence, infighting, suicide, evisceration, and crucifixion. Recall Messiah's words in his Olivet Discourse, And woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For then shall be great tribulation, such as not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Recall the narrative of Daniel 12.1, And at that time shall Michael stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered, every one that is found written in the book. Michael is the protector of the remnant of believers, the true Israelites. He allowed judgment to be carried out against the unbelieving Jews. Still, he stood up against the enemy and delivered the believing Jews from the time of calamity during the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. The phrase, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation even to that same time, matches the warning in Jeremiah 37, Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but he shall be saved out of it. We can see the striking match between Daniel's words, as never was, Jeremiah's words, none is like it, and Messiah's words in Matthew 24, 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. Luke 21, 22-24 points to the same time of trouble for the unbelieving Jewish nation. For these days be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon this people. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles, until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Once again, we see the Jews saved by the everlasting covenant, which Messiah came to confirm, and the Jews who stayed lost in their sins and were condemned by the Mosaic covenant. The Jews who believed the Messiah were found written in the book of life. They were delivered from the calamity of the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD, as they heeded Messiah's warning in Matthew 24-15 and Luke 20-20-21 to escape Judea after they saw the sign of the abomination the army of Cestius surrounding Jerusalem in November 66 AD. Daniel 12.2 doesn't describe the physical resurrection of people, but rather their spiritual birth. It points to the dichotomy of Jews again, 
and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall wake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Messiah the Prince woke them up out of their slumber. John 5, 25-27 says, The hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him authority to execute judgment, also because he is the Son of Man. Matthew 8:22 says, But Jesus said unto them, Follow me, and let the dead bury their dead. So obviously he's referring to spiritually dead people burying the physically dead people. Luke 15, 32 says, It was meet that we should make merry and be glad, for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Ephesians 5, 14 says, Wherefore he said, Awake thou that sleepest and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. Colossians 2.13 says, And you, being dead in your sins, in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. We can see that it's not talking about Messiah's return, but rather about Messiah's gospel waking up the dead so they can have eternal life. The Jews were dead in their sins until they believed the Messiah the Prince. Daniel 12.3 describes the believing Jews' ministry as they shine the light of the gospel. It says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. It's pointing to Messiah the Prince, delivering the set-apart people, who are the light of the world. When you read the Gospels, you see Messiah is the light of the world, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. Matthew 4, 16-17 says, The people which sat in darkness saw the great light, and to them which sat in the region and shadow of death, light is sprung up. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You see Messiah proclaiming in Matthew 23 that judgment will come upon them in that generation. Messiah executed judgment against the unbelieving Jews, causing the Roman army to destroy Jerusalem, the temple, and the Jewish nation. And you see Messiah protecting his saints by telling them when to escape Judea before the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. The time of Jacob's trouble had been foretold for many years, and it was fulfilled in the first century. Every Jew who believed the Messiah, whose name is written in the Book of Heaven, was delivered from the calamity as they heeded the sign of the abomination of desolation. They fled to the mountains as Messiah told them. But the obstinate, unbelieving Jews stayed, as the prophecies in Daniel 12 were closed up and hidden from them so they didn't know to flee. Do you see the connection of the prophecies? Daniel 9.26 says, And the end thereof shall be with the flood, and unto the end of the war desolations are determined. When the Roman army flooded into Jerusalem in 70 AD, they killed hundreds of thousands of Jews by the sword, so that they were pursuing them by stepping over dead bodies. Jerusalem was full of dead Jews, and blood was everywhere. The stench of hundreds of thousands of dead bodies filled the air. Why do I share all of these horrifying details? so that you can see that Messiah was not talking about the number of deaths, but about the sheer horror of the scene. Old Jerusalem was not a large city, and when the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD ended, there were 1.1 million dead Jews in and around the city. So let's circle back to Daniel 12.7, which says, It shall be for a time, time, and a half, when he shall have accomplished to scatter the power of the holy people. All these things shall be fulfilled. Three and a half years after the sign of the abomination of desolation took place, when Cestius and his army surrounded Jerusalem in November 66 AD, the temple and city were destroyed just like Daniel 9.26 foretold. So temple sacrifices were stopped for good. 
the Jewish leaders had either been killed or taken captive as slaves and sold at a low price. The Jewish leadership system was darkened and removed from power, which fulfilled Messiah's declaration in Matthew 24, 29. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun, the high priest, be darkened, and the moon, the Sanhedrin, shall not give her light, and the stars, the priests, shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. The Jewish believers fled to Pella for safety and stayed there during the three and a half years of the Jewish-Roman War of 66-70 AD. This fulfilled Matthew 24, 13, But he that endure until the end, the same shall be saved. In the next video, I'll finish the explanation of how Daniel 9, Daniel 12, and Messiah's Olivet Discourse are connected. If this video helps you, please click on the thumbs up, make a comment, and share it with others. You can print out PDF summaries, request a free PDF copy of the 70th week of Daniel 9 decoded book, or get a printed copy at www.70thweekofdaniel.com. That's all for today. I love y'all. Shalom.